0: you're listening to episode 32 of burning brightly give your brain what it needs this is burning brightly a podcast for christian moms who are feeling called to build a business and share their light with the world i'm bonnie Wiscombe, a life coach mom and entrepreneur and i'm honored to be your guide as you face this business building adventure full of highs lows and everything in between this is where we help each other find the courage to shine Hello my friends, welcome back to Burning Brightly. Today we're gonna talk about what our brain needs. Hmm, What do you guys think it needs besides probably less sugar and more sleep? Our brain is actually a super efficient machine that wants two things. It wants us to be happy and it wants to do it with minimal effort. Lazy and happy, essentially. How do we know this is true? Well, because we prefer Netflix over reading difficult books. We prefer chocolate over broccoli or Brussels sprouts. And we prefer sleep over like anything, (laughs) any sort of hard work. Maybe lying in the hammock rather than making dinner, or scrubbing the floor, right? We prefer things that are easy and make us happy. But we don't have to be even mad about this. It's just survival. It's how our brain has learned to survive. It wants to expend minimal effort so that we can stay alive yet another day. But now that we have these really cushy lives where we don't have to worry so much about our day-to-day survival, our brain actually sometimes gets in the way of us building incredible lives that we want to build because these incredible lives require some hard work. And our brain's like, wait, but I don't want to do it. But I want to be lazy. I want to be happy. I just want to watch Netflix all day. We have to acknowledge and accept that this is going to come up for our brain and not think that we're doing anything wrong, right? We've talked about this before. But this is what I've noticed amongst my clients and myself as well, is when we start doing life coaching or mindset work, thought work we often jump straight to changing the thoughts that we are thinking. So we will do a model and we will identify a thought that is causing some problems or some results that we don't want and we wanna just swap the thought out. We wanna just kick it out and replace it with something more beneficial or that will give us a result that we really love. But we life coaches are trained to slow down and stop thought swapping. It's not a great idea to just try to get rid of one thought and replace it with another Why? Well, because we actually think specific thoughts for a reason. There are a million different reasons why thoughts might be going through our brain, but it's very important that we figure out why. Because otherwise, similar thoughts will just replace them when we kick out the ones we don't like. It's not a matter of just changing an outfit. It's a matter of discovering why is our brain going there and how is it benefiting us in some way or another. Now, a few reasons that we might be holding onto a thought that doesn't really serve us is just an old habit. We have thought patterns and loops that come back over and over and over again. We kind of get into these, these ruts. I love the author John Acuff. He calls them soundtracks, right? They're just these soundtracks that play in our head over and over and over. If you've ever had a song stuck in your head, you know exactly how annoying this is, but that happens with problematic thoughts sometimes, just habits. Sometimes it's laziness. We just allow whatever thought comes into our brain to stay there and take up space even though it's not giving us the results we want. Sometimes it's actually faulty facts. Sometimes our brain is not aware of all the facts, and so we start to think things that aren't really true or aren't serving us. But there is always a reason that your brain is thinking the thoughts it is. Now, we can learn and benefit so much more by investigating the why behind these thoughts rather than just dumping the quote-unquote unuseful thought and grabbing a new one. We have to figure out why our brain is going there. So let's talk about what this looks like in case you're a little bit confused. I recently coached someone who was struggling with a relationship. She firmly believed that this person in her life did not value the relationship as much as she did. That was her main thought. It was, I'm not as important to this person as she is to me. Okay, that would be a painful thought, right? You could see how that would be painful. Her brain then became expert FBI investigator and came up with example after example after example of how and why this thought was true literally everything this person did was somehow turned around in my client's brain to prove that that thought was true it didn't matter what the what the person did the person could have brought a four course meal dropped it off at the door and my friend would have thought oh it's not five courses <laughs> i know that sounds silly but our brain really really is so good at finding reasons to believe a specific thought that we've already latched onto. Now, of course, my client's first thought was, how do I get rid of this? This is causing me pain. I wanna get rid of this thought out of my head. I don't wanna believe anymore that I'm not as important to her as she is to me. I just wanna get rid of it. But she couldn't let go of it. She said every time she tried to change that thought, believe something else, she couldn't. All this proof just kept coming up. So we didn't try, we didn't try to change that thought. Instead, we just looked at the why. Why was her brain so committed to holding onto this thought? Have you ever wondered that about one of your thoughts? Have you ever thought, gosh, this keeps coming up and I know it's not true. Sometimes we just say it out loud on a, maybe a coaching call or when we're doing our own journaling and we think, that is foolishness. I don't believe that at all. I love doing thought downloads where we just sit down and write down all the thoughts we're thinking about a specific subject or person or something that we're struggling with. And I'll write down thoughts and immediately think, that is nonsensical. Why is that thought in my head? I don't believe it, I don't wanna believe it. Or sometimes you do believe the thought, but you know it's not helping things, it's making it worse. So why in the world would our minds want to think something that keeps us stuck or in actual pain or discomfort? You'd think that our brain would just be like, no, let's let go of it. And sometimes, admittedly, it is that simple. We will be on a coaching call, the coach will say, have you realized that this is just a thought? This is not an actual fact. And we'll go, oh, you're right, I could just let that go. But it's rarely that simple. Most of the time we have to figure out why we're holding on to it. So as this client and I chatted more, we discovered that her brain was using this thought to close herself off and stop being vulnerable. This thought was helping to protect her. So let's take a closer look at this really quickly. This was the model that we came up with. Something happened in this relationship between my client and her friend She had the thought, she doesn't value the relationship as much as I do. She felt sadness. Her actions looked like behaving badly towards those around her. She closed herself off a little bit and pulled back and maybe acted a little bit cold. And She even turned to a little bit of anger right? because anger is kind of that, that protective mechanism. She was feeling sad and hurt and so she turned to anger. The result was that she was actually at risk of threatening the relationship herself her brain was getting her to act in a way that the relationship meant less than it actually did. Does that make sense? So even though she wanted to be vulnerable and she wanted to have this great relationship with this person, because her brain thought that maybe the other person didn't feel that way, she started to close off. Okay, so relationships in particular require both parties to be very vulnerable. So when our brain senses that maybe that person isn't as committed as I am, it wants to pull back and protect ourselves makes sense right why would we want to be in a relationship with someone who's not as committed as we are that sounds terrifying and it sounds like recipe for disaster we're gonna get hurt we're gonna get disappointed at some point let's pull back and close off but that's the worst thing to do in a relationship so interesting so let's take an analogy for a second because you guys know i love analogies let's think for just a second about how you drive the posture of how you drive in a car when there's no risks Everything's going well. Well, you just kind of sit relaxed, maybe lean back in your seat and you're kind of holding the the steering wheel relaxed, maybe just with one hand. But if somebody cuts you off or you have a close call or someone runs a red light in front of you, what does your posture do? It tenses up. Maybe you white knuckle the steering wheel. Maybe you swerve. Maybe you reach your arm out to the passenger side to protect your kid who's in the seat. You adopt a defensive posture in order to try to save your life and your loved one's lives. That's exactly what we're doing in relationships. We throw our guard up when we think, oh my gosh, this might be dangerous, even when having the guard down is what allows us to drive safely. So we must allow ourselves in relationships to let our guard down in order to love others and to be loved. But again, when our subconscious senses danger... Maybe it's in the form of a friend or a loved one pulling back somehow, then that prompts us to protect ourselves. Our arms fly up. We get angry. We pull back. We do things that actually damage the relationship because we don't want to get hurt and we don't want to get disappointed. Isn't that so fascinating? I find it so fascinating. (laughs) And guess what, friends? You knew I was coming back to this, but it happens in business too, absolutely, all the time. We will come up with thoughts like, nobody wants what I have to offer. Nobody wants what I'm selling. Because our brain senses danger or discomfort in the form of potential disappointment. It does not want us to put ourselves out there because it doesn't want to be disappointed and it doesn't want to fail. So pay attention to this and don't let your brain lead you astray. We can truly, truly find evidence for any story we want to believe. We can find evidence that nobody wants what I'm offering. We can find evidence that everybody wants what we're offering. We really can but just notice when your brain wants to believe that you're going to fail because that is a defense mechanism. It is trying to protect you. It's not trying to make you fail. It's trying to make you stop before you actually fail, <laughs> before your failure gets really big and scary. Don't hate on your brain for this. Just acknowledge that it's trying to keep you safe. It only believes the thoughts that it's coming up with because it is so terrified of the alternative, which is failure as it, as it deems it. Just listen to this. Acknowledge that this thought could be right and we're gonna put ourselves out there anyway. I think this is so powerful. That's what we came back to on this client call. I told my client, you can believe that thought. You can keep believing that the person is less invested than you are, but show up as an amazing friend anyway. Love her anyway, 100%. Do everything you would to a friend that you felt was 100% there because that's the kind of friend you wanna be, and it's going to make the relationship even better. Same thing with our business friends. We can believe that we're going to fail. It's okay, because chances are good we're going to fail at some, at some point or another, right? Chances are good we're going to be uncomfortable or disappointed or have something go wrong. But by believing that thought early on that we're going to fail and nobody wants what we have, it just ensures that we pull back and we don't show up 100%. And we deserve more than that. You can believe that thought that maybe nobody wants what you're offering, but offer it anyway. Give it to the world anyway. Don't try to convince your brain by thought swapping. Instead, just get out there, do the work, and then you get to prove to your brain that it was wrong by seeing actual evidence of people signing up for what you have to offer. Isn't it so fun? You guys, this stuff is so great. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. I have something super exciting coming up for you guys in just another week or two, so stay tuned on the podcast. It's gonna be perfect, especially for any life coach that is feeling stuck or like they don't know where to go next to launch their business. I've got you covered. So we'll talk to you next week. Are you ready to get started on your dream business? Join Finding Your Side Hustle, my digital course that will guide you through discovering what it is you love and how to turn it into a family-friendly business. Are you ready for one-on-one support as a mom or entrepreneur? Schedule a free coaching call with me to work on the goals you have for your life, including business success, weight loss, or better relationships. I can't wait to help you make progress on your dreams.